Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEELS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEELS. You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. Ulcerative colitis is a chronic disease of the large intestine in which the lining of the colon becomes inflamed and develops tiny open sores or ulcers. Symptoms can be painful and debilitating, as our guests will share today. Currently, Western medicine offers symptom management through drugs, but did you know that many people are healing themselves of this chronic condition through food? That's right. I have three guests today who have done just that, healed themselves through the power of plants. First up, it's Vince Leah. Vince was told by two different doctors that the disease would never truly go away, even with medication for the rest of his life. Oh, and they also said, don't eat vegetables. Does that make any sense? He didn't think so either. Wait until you hear what he did. Then we've got Nicole Davidson. When Nicole was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, she thought things couldn't get much worse. But then a traumatic brain injury happened, meaning months of pain and pills, lots of fatigue, lots of internal struggle, and Nicole was ready to give up until she discovered a plant food that would help her heal both her colitis and her brain injury. I can't wait to tell you what it is. And finally, it's Lean Green Dad, Corey Warren, whose wife was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis just six months before their wedding. They decided to completely overhaul their lifestyle and go plant-based to heal her condition, which led to some pretty incredible results for the whole family that you've just got to hear. These stories and more on this episode of Food Heals. Next up, my interview with Vince. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Heals podcast starts now. Vince, I really want to hear your story in your own words from the beginning and how you came to where you are today. Yeah, no, no problem. Um, it was almost 10 years ago where I was feeling I had a lot of stomach pain that I was experiencing and the pain was actually ramping up and it would hit to like this climax where you're just like in it just I was literally keeling over in pain and then it would go back down so it was like a sine wave and then a few minutes later I'd be fine mm. and then the same thing where it would ramp up again and then go back down and I didn't know what was going on and, and first I thought okay it's just regular stomach pain it'll pass you know give it a few days and then I noticed like the cycles in between that were getting shorter and shorter. So it would like ramp up, back down, and then up and down. And I just literally like drove to the doctor. I left the office from work, drove to the doctors, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. He looked at me, asked me some questions, and he's like, you need to see a, a gastroenterologist, GI doctor. So I was like, okay. It was like, well, I need an appointment. 
I couldn't get an appointment. So I literally just drove to the emergency room because I was in so much pain. Mm. And they checked me. And I remember they were asking me questions. They're like, so do you smoke marijuana? Because a lot of people your age come in here with pain. And I'm like, no, I, I don't smoke marijuana. I'm just in a lot of stomach pain. Yeah. So they run a bunch of tests. They go, oh, we think you have kidney stones. I was like, okay. I'm like... I'm like disturbed because I know that's a painful thing to have. But then again, I'm like relieved because I know what the pain is. That's, yeah, you want to have an yeah, answer. that I've been experiencing all along. And then they ran some tests like, well, it's not kidney stones. So just follow up with your doctor. And they gave me some pain pills. So I went and saw a doctor and he didn't run any tests. He just kind of listened to me and he, he was like, well, try this medication and then, then try this medication and, you know, take Beano. Maybe it's gas. And so I would I did that for like three months mm-hmm. and it would go up and down. It wasn't consistent. I still had the pain. I was still experiencing symptoms. So I told him, I said, well, why don't you just give me a colonoscopy? And he goes, you asked, you had to I, ask I, I had for a colonoscopy. Ask. For a colonoscopy, because I, I, you know, I don't like to do like research online and tell the doctor what to do, but everything I'm seeing and all the symptoms I'm experiencing say the only way you really know the diagnosis is to get a colonoscopy. Get a good look. Yeah. He already did the endoscopy down this, didn't see anything. And so did the colonoscopy and I go see him, you know, a week later and he goes, well, the the, you know, we did some biopsies and you have ulcerative colitis. And I was like, I didn't. That's the first time I've ever heard that word. I didn't know what ulcerative colitis was. And I was like, okay, well, where do I go from here? I go, would you have known that without a, without a colonoscopy? He goes, well, no. Ugh. I was like, okay, so where do we go from here? Yeah. So eventually I left him and went to another doctor. Good for you. Always get another opinion. <laughs> exactly. Find someone that you trust. <laughs> so, you know, when we went down the normal, because most doctors, you know, they're like, okay, try this medication. Find ones that works. And the strange thing that the second doctor told me was that he's like, well, you know, you're always going to have and one of the, the side effects from, from colitis health getting too descriptive is you have a lot of blood. Okay. You, you, and so he goes, well, you're, you're always going to have blood. You're, that's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, this, it doesn't sound right. Like, your body's not healing with the medication you're giving me so why should i continue to it's like it's like having a cut on your arm it's never going to scab up it's just going to keep bleeding it didn't make sense to me didn't seem like it was treating the cause exactly and so i started thinking i'm like well food has to be tied into this somehow you know i think stress is you know there's environmental factors sure as well um and so i i went to go see like so i actually changed doctors went to a third doctor and the same doctor i still go in and do checkups with but i wanted to see okay like what diets are there for for this condition? And one of the diets I found, it's called the specific carb diet. And it's it's actually, in my eyes, more strict than like a vegan diet that I'm on now. You can't have any carbohydrates, no rice, no potatoes. You could have some vegetables. Um, but there are the good parts about that diet, like you get rid of all processed food. That's so good. that was the first diet that removed processed foods from my diet. Mm-hmm. So I was on that, and I stuck on that for about two years. And I got a little better, but I still had complications. Mm-hmm. So I was like, there has to be something. There's something else. When, when you're first diagnosed, before I found this diet, you're told everybody reacts differently. So have lots of rice, have some potatoes, have meat. Don't eat any vegetables. Because raw vegetables and raw fruit, that'll, no, that's not good when you have colitis. Who told you this? Wow. Every doctor I know. There are, I mean, I have friends right now that are amazed 
like I'll post a picture of a salad and they're like, yeah. how are you eating raw kale? I'm like, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but because the doctors and, and everything we we're trained and we're told is you have to stay away from those foods totally, that your totally body's skewed to think that that's really hard to digest when in fact it has all the enzymes it needs to be digested, right? It is, yeah. exactly. Because it's like, oh, your body, it's very difficult to digest. You can't digest those foods. And I remember like the first time I had a green juice. Mm -hmm. Like that was like the first thing for me going into a, a vegetable after years of not wow. having And meat is so raw. hard to digest. Exactly. I mean, that's like counterintuitive to me. But, how, really but you know, when you, when you, then I'm finding out how many, how many days do doctors have of nutrition? You know, like when 10 they, hours. Yeah, it's, it's very little. Yeah. Even in Planned Pure Nation, that doctor said she had none. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it's very scary. And so like, I remember having my first green juice. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what's going to happen when I have these vegetables? Like, wow, <laughs> my body's going to react. I'm scared of the green juice. I am. I was like, oh my, no. It's but a monster. I, I was like, okay, I'm going to try. So there was a juice bar like down the house. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go there every morning and get a green juice. And they literally, like I would call them. They knew my name. They knew what I wanted. I wanted kale, spinach, apple, ginger, blah, 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 celery, blah, make it. I pick it up and I leave. Cool. And after a few weeks, I was like, wow, like my body's not reacting. I was, I was like the first few days I was just at home because I was waiting. Well, I was expecting like, you know, the aftermath yeah. from all this green juice. Then I was like, man, I wonder if I could have a salad. Ooh, salad, right? <laughs> so dream. I yeah. So I, mean, I hadn't had a salad in years. And had the salad, and it tasted, tasted great. I didn't have any side effects from this. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, this whole thing started because I was, I was at a party, and I met someone th who had colitis or, I think had colitis or Crohn's, I can't remember. But he actually used a vegan diet, and he healed himself. I was like, okay, maybe there's something to this, this vegan diet. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe yeah. just a little bit. <laughs> so that kind of started me with the, the green juice and then the vegetables. And then, then it just kind of took off from there and created this life of its own. Then I was like, you know, what am I going to eat? Because first I was all like eating just, you know, salads. And then you start finding out, okay, you actually make this and you can make this. And then you start getting creative in the kitchen. And then it just kind of. Yeah, and you are very, very creative <laughs> in the kitchen. You guys have to see his Instagram post. They look like professionally <laughs> made by a chef. They are professional photos. They are mouth-watering. They look so good. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, I love to eat and I love to cook and I love to kind of get creative in the kitchen. And, you know, what, and what's amazing is there's so many great people out there creating content. Yeah. And, I mean, I love to cook. And I love to, to do that kind of stuff. And originally, that's kind of what I was focused everything on was, I'm going to just do all these recipes. And then the, the deeper I got into it and the more people I talked to, I was like, wow, look at all these other people making this delicious food. And that's what I love about this whole, this whole like I don't want to call it industry, but movement. the whole movement is that nobody really competes against each other. No. It's not like I'm a chef and you're a chef and you're, you're going to take my people. Because, you know, coming from the corporate America world, mm -hmm. it's, it's just... Competition. It's, yeah, it's doggy dog. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to beat you and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. Where now it's like, let's help each other. Let's, let's collaborate on something. And it's such a welcoming environment, especially coming from, yeah. you know, the, the corporate America world. And I, and I started now, I want to be like, I want to expose people to all these other great chefs that are you know creating this food healing people 
the you know some of this raw food when yeah. you go into these restaurants it's like artwork amazing yeah i'm just i went to the springs yesterday for lunch mm. and i hadn't been there for lunch before and this great new i mean mostly raw food mm-hmm. downtown la and I, I took a friend. I, I love taking non-vegan friends to a vegan restaurant. Like it is like the best reaction where they're like, "Whoa, I didn't, I didn't, I, I can't what believe this is vegan." Yeah. Like we had some spicy tuna rolls, and they used some like pate in there, and it like it tasted like a regular sushi roll. Like it was incredible. I was I was with a friend, and we were driving around. It was around lunchtime, and I was like, "Let's go get some pulled pork." And he looked at me. And he goes, you don't eat pork. I was like, oh, no. Because there's, there's a place in L.A. called Organics. And they have this insane jackfruit pulled pork mm. sandwich. And so he looks at me and he gives me this look of, like, really? Like, you're going to give me jackfruit and you think <laughs> I'm going to like this thing? He goes, I love meat. And I'm like, that's fine. Let's just go. Look, I'll buy. No problem. If you don't like it, you, know, you can go across the street to Tommy's if you want it. Yeah. Or Tommy's Burger. And so we got some pulled pork, and he was he was floored. Like I've taken three people to that place since, and oh, wow. they're all meat eaters. I get I get the reaction. I posted on my YouTube channel. It's it's just great because they're just like, wow. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I've seen their reactions, and it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they can't believe it. Like they have this thing called the Big Mac, and it tastes like a Big Mac. You're kidding me. Where is this? It's in <laughs> it's in Eagle Rock. It's called Organics. Organics. Okay. They have it's a shop where you could buy food. They have like you know different cheeses and and you know cereals and desserts and stuff. But then they have this little deli window, like pre- prepared stuff. Yeah. Well, no, they make it there. Like yeah. they'll literally marinate the jackfruit, and it's all made to order. So it's usually like I'll call it in on my way there because it's like 20 minutes to get there. You like there. to do that. I do. You know, you got to have that relationship with these people. You he know? tortures his friends on a daily basis. <laughs> like, oh, it's Vince again. He's bringing these non-vegans in here. <laughs> but obviously they keep going back. So you're doing something right. Well, the food, they're doing something right. I mean, it's, a, it's, not a, it's not difficult to sell them on food when it tastes delicious. Yeah. So. And they have really good cheese, as you were saying, because I know the one thing that people tell me, even if they're vegetarian or if they're a meat eater, they'll say, well, I could never give up cheese. Mm-hmm. I hear that all the time. Yeah. And, you know, and I tell people, look, look, I'm Italian. Yeah. Like, if you don't think it was difficult for me yeah. to give up cheese, but I think last year it was like the boom of vegan cheeses mm-hmm. because there's so many options now where... You could go to Follow Your Heart and get provolone. You can get Miyoko's cheese. Mm-hmm. There's a shop here called Romage where you can. It, it, it's amazing. Like you will, you can't tell. Kite Hill just came out with a ricotta cheese. Yeah. That like I'm almost addicted to that. And they're all made from like nuts and seeds. Right? Yeah. It's it's and that's what I always look at the ingredients because the last thing I want to do is have heavily processed foods. Um, and I'll look at the back and it's like four ingredients. Mm-hmm. I went to a class at Spork Foods. Uh, which is like a local class here. It's two sisters, and they they'll literally have a class of maybe I don't know ten to ten to fifteen people, and they literally teach you how to make different different meals, and they give you the recipes, and then you make the food, and then you all sit around a big table and eat it family style, and then you take on the recipes. That's and awesome. we made these. Th- I forget what they want. It was a Mexican dish, but it had like mushrooms with walnuts, and it created definitely a meat flavor. And so I made that, and we put them on the barbecue. And we had oh, maybe 10 people over. And we and I started serving them. They go, oh, what is that? I'm like, oh, it's just shredded beef. <laughs> and I started serving it to people. And then I took the last one and I ate it. And then one of the guys looks at me and he's like, 
Why are you eating that? <laughs> what, what am I eating? <laughs> it's like, surprise! So surprise! <laughs> and Food Heals Nation, we're not trying to trick anyone or tell you how to trick your friends. We're just saying that there is a healthy way to eat and it can taste just as good and you don't have to feel as bad after you eat it. That's our whole yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, you definitely, you, I do not miss that bloated feeling after having a piece of meat. Yeah. You know, you, you still feel light. I mean, Granted, you could eat some vegan food and still feel pretty bloated, yeah. but you know, for the most part, if you're eating clean, you know, enjoy it and you just feel great. So how are you feeling now? You're doing a lot better. How long ago was it that you were diagnosed and that you adopted this diet? And it has, how long has it been since you have been feeling better? I was diagnosed about 10 years ago with colitis. I've been vegan for probably almost two years now. Mm -hmm. And before that, the last thing I gave up was fish. Mm -hmm. um, I'd given everything up and I think I was eating fish for probably a year before that but fully vegan for about two years and once I started giving up the meat and the cheese and it wasn't difficult because I already given up processed foods so and then I, I was kind of on that other diet I was on I was restricted on how much cheese I could have the only thing I could really have was cheddar Mm. Uh, you, or I think maybe Monterey, but you couldn't have mozzarella. You couldn't have ricotta cheese. So I, I was used to already giving that up. So for me, I just had to give up a little bit of cheese, which wasn't a big deal. Um, and so fully vegan for about two years. And I noticed like the improvement started. Like I was like, my symptoms started going down mm -hmm. and down and down. And I've been working with my doctor um, just to go over like, you know, I was actually on the way to go start like a biological medication. Um, and when, before they put you on all the, the, any biological medication, you'll see the commercials, you know, you know, you are, you know, susceptible to blah, 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 and blah, blah. And don't I travel to a country where this disease is known. Mm -hmm. That's blah, when blah, you blah. can get like TB or exactly. horrible. So I had to go through all those tests and they found something on my lung where I was on the way there. I get a call from the doctor. She goes, do not take the first it was Remicade that I was going to be taking she goes don't take the Remicade mm. and I was like and oh. you're about to go and, and get I was it? literally driving for my first round wow and I had just found out about this whole vegan diet thing yeah and I was like what's going on she goes well there's something on your lung we just need to find out if it's active or if it's not because if it's active we can't put you on Remicade because all these biological medications suppress your immune system oh my gosh so I was like, okay, so they had to run a bunch of tests. So meanwhile, while they're running all these tests, I started adopting the vegan diet. And then by the time they found out, the thing on my lung was no big deal. Mm -hmm. They said, look, it, it's an old one that just healed. And when it heals, it leaves a mark. Everybody has them. You probably had an infection. Maybe you didn't even know it, mm -hmm. but you're fine. So I told my doctor, I said, look, I, I don't want to go on these medications. I said, I'm feeling better. And she's like, okay, Good well, we'll, uh, we'll keep monitoring you. And so I, ha I remember having my f I had a colonoscopy later that year, the next year, and I hadn't gotten worse. Because every year I'd go in for colonoscopy, it's be worse and worse and mm. worse. So this is the first time where it's like, okay, it's kind of stabilized, so keep doing what you're doing. So I was able to stay off of the, the biological medication. And so the next year I went in for colonoscopy, and it actually showed improvement from the previous year. Whoa. Now at that time I was still eating fish, but I would... Everything else was, was gone. What did your doctor say when there was improvement? Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. They're, they're just kind of like, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Right. You know, I mean, if, if, it, if the diet's working for you, you know, keep doing it. 
And then I had a last, my last colonoscopy, which was last year, still, still showed a little more improvement. So it's going in the right direction. Now, I'm still on some medications. And I'm, you know, eventually I want to get off of those. But I'm working with her to do it in a smart way. Yeah. You know, because I don't think it's good just to drop your medications. It's absolutely not. Because, you know, no. you're, you're yeah. going to have consequences from yeah. that. So I'm, I'm working with her to, to get to a point where I feel comfortable saying, okay, let's start tapering these off. And, that, and that's my end goal. So, I'm, I mean, I don't hide the fact that I'm, I'm still on these. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want people to think, oh, I'm healed. I don't take anything. Uh, I definitely feel like my body has healed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I'm still being careful as I go. Well, you're in the healing process and you've made so much progress. If you were out of the pain that you were in before, that's what's important. So I'm so excited for you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, the, the, pain was, <laughs> the pain gets pretty crazy at times. Yeah, and I feel like most people that go in this direction kind of have the same experience. It's like you go pescatarian where you're still eating seafood and then you go vegetarian and then you go vegan and then some people come back and some people don't and some people go raw and it's just finding that perfect balance of what works for you yeah it sounds like that's what you found oh definitely then then once you start you know then once i said okay i'm vegan then it's like okay plant-based versus vegan and then i just started embracing the whole lifestyle Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what i've been focusing when i talk to people it's just like you know I don't think I could, actually, I shouldn't say I don't think, I don't, I don't think I'll ever go back mm-hmm. to eating meat and, and cheeses again. I, I've seen too much. Yeah. You know, you start learning information the about other side. it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> well, not besides the health alone, my, I learned about the health part first, and then I learned about the treatment of the animals, and that's when I was like, I will never go back. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be affected as much. Yeah. But, like, I remember just driving. When I, we drove to, to VVC, Vita VeganCon, yes. and we're driving through Texas, and you just see, like, these, this, you know, farms of cows. Yeah. And then I, it, it hits me, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, wow. Like, I never thought I would be affected as much as I am yeah. when, I, when I see what's going on, and you know what's like going on behind. Like, emotionally, you get emotionally affected. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you just think about it. It's like, wow. Like, you know what that process is now. Like, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, you know, cows. Ooh. Yeah. But now you're thinking, wow, like the life that that cow has yep. compared to the life that it was intended to have. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it does affect you. And I think yeah. that's where, you know, creating the website and moving toward just recipes where just educating people and promoting other people that are doing great things. Like, I want to be like a resource for people. Check this person out. Check this person out. You know, check out your podcast. Absolutely. You know, I mean, look at it. Look what's going on here. You know, there, there's so many great people, like I said, just doing amazing work. And I think people need to be aware of that. All right, hope you enjoyed that. To hear the full episode with Vince, go all the way back. I'm saying way, way, way back to episode two of Food Heals. Yes, he was one of my first ever interviews. Thank you, Vince. I could not have made Food Heals without you and your story. Can you believe that? It's incredible. It's been almost eight years, y'all. But to learn more about Vince, you can also go to vincelia.com. And I have a lot of interviews with Vince throughout the year. So go and check them out. Food Heals Nation want to take your daily detox routine to the next level. Look no further than Organifi's Sunrise to Sunset Kit. This kit has three simple steps that will detoxify, energize, and relax your body, all thanks to the incredible power of adaptogens and superfoods. So picture this, you can start your morning off with the green juice. It's packed with 11 amazing ingredients, including ashwagandha. 
Ashwagandha is an adaptogen known for regulating those cortisol levels, those stress levels, giving you that perfect balance of energy throughout your day. And it's a great way to kickstart your morning. Now let's talk about that afternoon slump. We all know how that feels, right? Well, that's where the red juice comes to the rescue. It's got five antioxidant rich berries and four energizing adaptogens like cordyceps and rhodiola, giving you a natural energy boost and sustaining your energy without relying on caffeine. And then as your day is winding down, it's time to wind down with it. Enter gold, which is the ultimate relaxation elixir. You know, I like to call it my turmeric tea latte. It's got nine grounding superfoods, including reishi mushroom. So you can sip on this turmeric tea latte after dinner or right before bed and watch as your body transitions from a stressed state to one of pure relaxation and rejuvenation. Right now, when you order the sunrise to sun set kit using the discount code foodheals at organifyshop.com slash foodheals. You'll not only get 20% off your order and free shipping, but they're also going to throw in free pure 30 count travel packs. So that is like having your wellness journey in your pocket wherever you go. Again, it's all over at organifyshop.com slash foodheals. Next up, my interview with Nicole Davidson. Roll it, Roxy. All right, so take us back because you have quite a journey to get to where you are today and you have a story that, you know, it's pretty typical around food heals, but it's also pretty shocking that someone like yourself could go through so much. So you had an autoimmune condition and a traumatic brain injury discovered at the same time. Take us back through that journey. Okay, so they weren't exactly discovered at the same time. In 2014, uh, in January, I became really sick. And at first I thought it was just food poisoning. You know, everyone knows the effects of food poisoning. Yeah. And so then I go to the urgent care. They say, no, it's not food poisoning. It's probably the flu because the flu is going around. And at this time I lived in Washington, D.C., and there was a lot of tourists and travelers. It was the holiday season. So they said, you know, a really bad stomach flu is going around. You probably just picked that up. Right. And so then I said, okay, let me just hydrate. I'll feel better. I didn't feel better. And then I went back again a couple weeks later and the urgent care doctor, he diagnosed me with Giardia, which is a really bad infection from traveling and actually eating poop. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, it's like, it happens when you go to like other countries and they don't do the farming right. And um, they said like humans are like doing the farming and they're actually having to use the restroom in the farm. And so oh. he thought, oh, well maybe someone was traveling to one of those places. They came back, you touched the same equipment. Cause at the time I was working in a gym uh -huh. and then you got it. And then he gave me something called Flagyl, which is one of the strongest antibiotics. Uh -huh. And I took one and a half doses and ended up in the ER basically dying because I had a really bad reaction to it my whole body went into shock oh my gosh also by the way that story sounds really far-fetched like you picked up a germ at the gym but I guess because in Washington DC there's a lot of like politicians and uh -huh. people who travel the world so he thought that person traveled and you touched the same thing okay but I'll let you know after I got really upset with him because I ended up in the ER yeah. and I looked him up and he had five lawsuits against him what for misdiagnosis and so, yeah, I got like really mad because I thought at that point, that's when the stomach stuff started to get worse and the symptoms of ulcerative colitis. And then finally, it was about six months where I was just taking like loperamide, which is an anti-diarrheal just to get through the day and just thinking, I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. And then finally, one of my doctors said, why don't you get a colonoscopy? Okay. And because this has been going on way too long. And so I got a colonoscopy. They diagnosed me with ulcerative colitis. At the time, I was raw vegan. 
Uh-huh. And so they said, you can't be raw vegan anymore. You have to eat like boiled chicken and potatoes because oh your God. digestive system cannot handle all that fiber. And when things are raw, it's more dangerous for you. It has more bacteria. And so I was just like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I was working out seven days a week. I was a personal trainer. I was yeah. like bodybuilding. I was doing all these things. I was like, I'm doing everything possibly healthy. I'm a raw vegan. I was like, and now I get ulcerative colitis. Like, how is this possible? Right. It's like those marathoners who like die from a heart attack. They're like, they were healthy their whole life. Yeah. How did they possibly die from a heart attack? <laughs> they never ate a hamburger. Like, so I was just so confused. And, I, and for a long time, I didn't even like, I was like, nah, I don't. I know that the the picture said that and, you know, the the diagnosis said that, but I didn't, like, recognize it. I didn't take ownership of it or take responsibility for it. I was in denial. I was like, I'm young. I'm 24. There's no way I have this old person's disease. Right, right, right. And, you know, and I was eating gluten, like, satan, you know, uh-huh. like, every day. Uh-huh. So then they're saying, you can't have gluten anymore. I'm just like, what? That, that's my meat. Like, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. So it was a total life switch. And I had to just like really change things up. And then that was, so I got diagnosed in about, let's see, May of 2014. And then in November, November 1st, I fell down a flight of stairs. I was living in a basement apartment. Everything was concrete and I hit my head. It was like the first day of fall and I slipped on one of the stairs. It had the fresh leaves on it. And I just slipped backwards to the side cracked my head open, and had a concussion. Oh, my gosh. Poor girl. <laughs> this is awful. And then, so this was a Friday night, and then it was actually the, the night, like, 31st to 1st, like, Halloween. And I was just staying home, and everyone's like, oh, you were drunk, you were partying. Oh, right, blah, right. Blah, blah. But no, I was actually wearing, like, boots like this. I know no one can see it, but it's very smooth uh-huh. on the bottom. And yeah. so I just slipped. That was Friday night. But Monday morning, I was subbing a legs and back high intensity interval class after you had cracked your head open well see i never i never hurt myself before like this so i was thinking oh i'm fine like i'm young again i'm young i'm super girl uh-huh. whatever nothing's wrong with me yeah. just brush it off <laughs> and then my partner at the time dane camp he was in north carolina and so he couldn't come home and say hey don't do anything you know he couldn't take care of me so i was just alone i was like i'm fine um i'll just go to work on monday if i'm feeling okay you know how you're not supposed to go to sleep so i stayed up that night and then i just slept the other days i went to work on monday morning and i taught this legs and back or yeah it was legs and back class i was doing mountain climbers on the ground i was doing squats and deadlifts all this crazy stuff the gym was very like clubby uh-huh. so and people probably in hollywood they know there's like lights and music it's like boom boom like boom. an equinox class or something yeah and so then exactly but this one was called vita in, in dc equinox was our number one competitor uh-huh. exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then afterwards, it was like an hour, I go to my boss and I look him in the eye and I go, I don't feel so well. I go, I know this is going to sound really crazy, but I feel like I'm dying. Oh my God. And then he's like, you know, he, he played soccer and he had a history of concussions. He's like, look, I know someone who had a really bad concussion one time and he's never was the same. I think you should go to the ER right now. So luckily my boyfriend was home and he was able to take me to the ER and because at that time I didn't have a car in DC, you walk, you take the subway. Mm-hmm, but because mm-hmm. I was feeling so sick, there's no way I was going to take public transportation and get there. Yeah. So he takes me to the ER and they say, you have a really bad traumatic brain injury. Your brain is super inflamed and we need to like shut it down. Oh my God. So they loaded me up with all these drugs, including drugs for fibromyalgia and epilepsy because I was having pains all over and I was 
seizing, like my back was seizing up, like I was having muscle spasms. And so it was just this big old, big old mess, right? And at this point, so I have the autoimmune disease. Now I have the traumatic brain injury. They say, you can't go to work. You can never be a personal trainer again. Oh, because, yeah, that's literally what they told me. Because the lights and the sound, they said, at least for a few years, you're not going to be able to handle this kind of stuff. You're going to be very sensitive to bright lights, loud music, people dropping weights. And I was for at least two and a half years. Um, because of the brain injury. Yeah. Because the inflammation in my brain, it, it made me, anyone who knows the post-concussion syndrome, it's really hard, like, emotionally and physically to get through. Mm -hmm. And it caused a lot of depression. And, like, it was really hard for me to get out of it. I was yeah. like, I'm, I was so strong. I was on the top of the world. And now I'm, like, this sick little girl. Right. Um, Which but, you weren't used to being. <laughs> yeah, it really made me mad. <laughs> I don't know if this is explicit or not. So I don't know. Curse. But um, you may. Okay. <laughs> really pissed me off. And so luckily, I had this amazing partner who is super positive And his goal every day is to be happy. And his Great. ultimate goal is happiness. And so he sees me and I'm like basically dying. I'm in my basement apartment. I can't pay the rent anymore. I can't work anymore. So he says, look, let me take you in. He and his family literally take me in, take care of me, are feeding me, helping me recover. Like at this point, I'm just like laying in bed because I'm just like done with mm -hmm. like my body, my brain, everything is like, how am I going to bounce back from this? Mm. And it was around Christmas time, around this time actually. And Dane was researching cannabis because this was back in the end of 2014. Cannabis was just going nationwide legal. It's just becoming more popular medically. And he's always wanted to own his own business. And so he saw an opportunity in the space and he says, Hey, you know, what if we go to California and we go to this college called Oaksterdam and we learn about cannabis and see if it can help you heal both of the things that are wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Because I had used cannabis recreationally as a kid. I knew that it was a great stress reliever, but I didn't know really how medical it was. Right. And I'd only had those like, you know, self testimonials, like it made me feel better, whatever. Mm -hmm. So then once we went to Oaksterdam and we learned the advanced course of the history of cannabis and why it's called marijuana even and how to use it, the medical benefits of it, the raw acidic cannabinoids, the activated cannabinoids, how to extract it, how to grow it, how to start a business. There was no turning back. Mm -hmm. So when I was there in California, I had a best friend, Bryce. One of his friend's dispensaries just shut down. And so he had a bunch of products. And mm -hmm. he says, here, let me just bring you over a bunch of products. He brought me over a couple of gift bags of edibles and um, I guess like extracts, edibles and extracts. And I hadn't felt better in at least the last year. I was like, oh, I have appetite. I feel like normal. I was like, oh my God, like I was sleeping for the past year and I just woke up and I was like, oh, like this is crazy. And then I learned about the endocannabinoid system and how much I had a deficiency in my endocannabinoids. Can you go into that a little bit? So the endocannabinoid system controls, it's like your homeostasis, yeah. so like your hunger. Perfect balance. Yes, exactly. So my body, because it had gone into shock and got injured, it was way out of balance. My gut was out of balance. Everything was. So endocannabinoids are made naturally in your body. Endo means it's made inside of you. And when you are stressed out, you make less. 
So I was double stressed out from two different inflammatory diseases. So I was making very little natural cannabinoids for my body to keep it at homeostasis, Got it. to keep me happy, hungry, rested, and just like your body, the way it's supposed to function. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like right in the middle, you know, everything's in balance. And so when I was eight, when I ate the cannabinoids, it was like, it, when you, if you've ever like taken a multivitamin or a juice, like a green juice, yeah. if you've like never had a green juice and then you drink a green juice and your like brain wakes up in like 30 seconds right, or like right. if you never eat blueberries and then you have a container of blueberries or you never eat healthy food and then you go and eat in salad, yeah. you're like, wow, I feel like energized and super good and clear headed. And so you wouldn't think, oh, weed's going to make me feel that way. But it does yeah. if you are sick, if you are lacking those endocannabinoids. It reminds me of the celery juice craze because everyone was going so crazy for it and then I'm like well I've got to try this but I already juice and I'm already really 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 conscious and healthy so I was doing it for like two or three weeks and I felt no difference in my body at all and I think it's because the people that are giving the testimonials about it weren't doing any juicing weren't doing anything else so for them it's like an instant cure to make them feel so much better um, but for me it was just like oh here's another thing to add to your healing toolbox but you're already doing all the things so for me it wasn't like oh my God, this is the new like, you know, way to heal. So that is pretty interesting. We went to the college, and then after that, um, we were both convinced. This is what's going to help me heal, and this is a great business opportunity. It's the exact right time to get into it. You can start a delivery. There's no overhead cost. Legally, you can start a delivery mm -hmm. from your home, grow from your home, help people with medical cannabis. And the biggest thing that we saw was we went to these dispensaries. There wasn't one that was 100% comprehensively lab tested. So they might have potency, but back then there was like hardly any lab tests at all. You'd be lucky if you found a potency test on a product. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, even in California, they require it. But if you're really in the cannabis industry, you know that still about 97% of people are not compliant. And there's even, Scary. yeah, they, they'll, they'll put just fake stickers that says like, this has been lab tested. Here are the numbers. It's really easy to make it up on your computer and print it out on an Avery label. Oh my God. It's super easy. That's so, really bad. That's scary. So I mean, you go and you try and scan the QR code. It doesn't exist. You go to the website, you, you type in the lab number ID. You think, oh, this is legit. Here's the, like the nutrition label on my food. It must be this many calories. No still like literally like 97% of people not compliant and California like you if anyone knows they just shut down over 400 different dispensaries because they're not compliant so we really wanted to raise the bar in the cannabis industry and say hey we have safe medicine for people with autoimmune diseases and traumatic brain injuries and epilepsy and other things that cannabis has been shown to help mm -hmm. so we came over and we found our first like we we came over with nothing we we got an airbnb mm -hmm. because we're like well how are we supposed to rent an apartment we like we were living in dc and baltimore like maryland yeah so how are we supposed to look at anything how are we supposed to know anything we decided on sonoma county because i looked at all of the laws over the entire nation where was everybody and how open were they to new businesses how open were they to cannabis businesses how was the city how was the county how was the state reacting to it so that's why we landed in the emerald triangle mm -hmm. sonoma county santa rosa they were really open to us with like they took us with open arms wow they yeah the city council was great they knew exactly what we were doing how we were growing how we were testing they even came into our house and looked at our garden and that was like crazy 
crazy to have like the sheriff come in your house. Norm on the East Coast, you they, if the sheriff's at your door and you're, you're in trouble, weed, you're like, oh my god, you're like sweating bullets. They're like, okay, so we're here to look at your garden. Wow, this is a really this is the nicest one I've ever seen. I was like, <laughs> we were like, oh my god, this is so surreal. That's awesome. <laughs> so we were really in a great place there, and we were developing. We had the first comprehensive lab tested delivery service. We were helping many people, and we got into cannabis juice talking about green let's go back to the green juice what helped me really heal was I had a consultation with Dr. William Courtney and he his wife had healed a bunch of her autoimmune diseases using raw cannabis juice and so I said let me grow it and let me grow it organically of course because I can't put any you know any toxins or pesticides in this I need to be super clean super healthy right I started growing it on my countertop in an arrow garden wow that's so cool. <laughs> Which I say, oh, anyone can do it at the time. But then after growing in it for about six months, just so everyone knows, don't do it because the roots in a cannabis plant will eat everything, will eat the filter and the air pump in the arrow garden. So you need a, a bucket, much larger space for the okay, roots okay. to be. But anyway, so I was juicing cannabis. I was mixing it. So with, you're putting it in a regular juicer, a centrifugal juicer? Nope. It's a wheatgrass juicer. Okay. So the auger one. Okay. And so I just got a slow juicer uh-huh. and I put the can. I first started with the cannabis leaves because it starts in veg and then it flowers. So I was like, all right, well, let me start with the leaves and then turmeric and ginger. And I drank like a shot of it. Like Every an, day? An ounce or two. Well, I'm just saying like when I first started beginning, yeah. just getting into it. So I wasn't on any consistent basis. Yet. Yeah. You're just like, let me try this. Yeah. Let me just see if it'll work. And at the time I was, so, my stomach's so sensitive. I'm like, I have no idea if this is going to make me, you know, go all day or if it's actually going to help me heal. Mm-hmm. And I took the shot of it and it literally, the first thing I felt was my brain just open up mm. and like all, like as if the, it was cloudy in there or like your glasses are dirty and you clean them. You're like, yeah. Oh Crap, I can see. I, yeah. Like, <laughs> this is what it feels like to see. And like, it's like me every morning when I put in my contacts. <laughs> <laughs> First, it's a little blurry. And then you're like, oh, okay. That's what the world I'm looks like. like. Good morning world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was, um, it, it really was moving that I was like, wow. And then I was energized. The biggest thing about the autoimmune disease for me was anemia and fatigue. Mm-hmm. And so I was constantly like tired and I'm trying to be this new business owner and that was not conducive to helping create a business right, right. or even being motivated to want to do the research and, you know, do anything. So I started juicing the cannabis and started feeling better. We moved, we moved to Santa Rosa in May, 2015. We started the delivery in July and I was growing and I was probably juicing starting like August, September. And was your partner also finding healing benefits? Definitely. Yeah. He had always suffered from ADHD and he definitely felt healing benefits from the juice. He still says like, we need a juice plant. Like we need, to, I miss the juice plant. Cause you're right. When you said, Oh, did you have it every day? Juicing a live plant is a little tricky, a little to be every day because it's an organic process. It depends on how fast it's growing, how many leaves you can get from it. And that's basically how much I juiced in the beginning was if it's small, you're juicing less often. The bigger the plant, the more often you can juice it and the more often you have to if you're keeping it in veg so it doesn't just grow an out of control bush. So I found a lot of benefits to that. We started selling the juice and then in 2016, my dog got diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. and she was given three months to live with or without chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. So I was helping myself and many of our patients with this cannabis juice. So I said, look, Let's try it on the dog. 
Actually, that's not what happened. I got super depressed and laid in bed and went into an ulcerative colitis flare for two weeks and thought, if my dog's dying, she's my best friend, I'm dying too. <laughs> that is exactly what happened to me. I feel you 100%. Okay, so that's the truth of the matter. Yeah. And then Dane had to come in the room and I'm like laying in bed with her like, if she's going, I'm going. And then he's like, look, we came to this, like, he's my coach. He's like my life mentor, but also my life partner. Yeah. And he came in and he had to raise his voice at me because I was just so so down and so dark and you so get deep so dark in those moments i know i've been there it I was feel you. like my i'm getting goosebumps right now because i just remember laying there and he had to just say like you need to get the fuck up you we can save her Ugh. this is why we're here yeah i have chills oh my if God. you if it helped you you believe in this freaking plant <laughs> you know this is why it became legal in 96 anyway was to help people with aids and cancer mm -hmm. so your dog she now's your chance to freaking test that real that real theory does this work or not and it was like i'm choked up thinking about it that it was like oh my god you're right what am i doing like i can't just sit here and let her die and die with her like we have to fight we have to get up and so we began feeding her the juice and just like with me, once you drink it, she started running around like 15 minutes later, running around the house, being energized and just showing that I'm a health, healthy, happy dog. Amazing you know? that it happens that fast, too. I think it's because the raw acidic cannabinoids are water soluble mm -hmm. and regular cannabinoids are fat soluble and we're more water based. Our DNA is encapsulated in water. So it's like just instantly absorbed, yeah. you know, like how people put stuff under their tongue and they say, you'll feel it really, yeah. very quickly. Like you're in the ER and they give you an anti-nausea pill. You put it under your tongue. You're going to feel it in five minutes. Mm -hmm. It's most likely water soluble, not fat soluble. So that's, that's what I think is really set the juice apart from anything else because we I had tried CBD oil I had spent hundreds of dollars on CBD oil it did nothing I even this might be a little too much information but I feel like the people who listen to this would like to know because people who are really sick and dealing with ulcerative colitis and Crohn's you get to this point I mean you can be in the hospital every single month you mm. can be it's it can be such a debilitating disease yeah for some people for sure and so I was at the point where I was taking CBD oil and putting it in this lube injector up my rear end wow. to try and get relief because I thought what is the most efficient way if can people yeah. say like this is the most efficient way uh -huh. just put it <laughs> up it in there. yeah like that's what I learned from you know my mom being a, you know a nurse or whatever she's like you know that's the you'll feel it instantly uh -huh. but even the CBD oil didn't did not do what the raw acidic cannabinoids did what the juice could do it just, it didn't do it. And I think it's because it's whole plant and it's water soluble. It just acts differently in your body. And I also would say that everyone reacts differently to different things. So it could be like with Charlotte, I didn't know anything about cannabis, but we were um, giving her the vitamin C therapy to shrink her tumors. And then we were doing the CBD. And I think that combination plus some ozone therapy and some other things um, like vitamins and things like that. I mean, we gave her an extra two and a half years of life because of it. And I think that there are so many healing tools in our healing toolbox. And we have to just experiment on ourselves to find out what works for us just exactly like you did. And then you discovered this. 
Yeah, I feel the the same thing that you say there's other methods. I've seen this like webinar documentary called The Truth About Cancer. Yes. And they go over like every quarter of the year they have these documentaries where they show you 30 to 100 different ways that people healed their We can't say cured because of the FDA, but healed, healed, reversed, put into remission. Put into remission. We can say that their their cancer from these alternative methods that I'd never even heard of before. Right. Even this like glucose charged chemotherapy method. Like there's like all of these natural, less invasive, less adverse, reactive, you know, ways to get through these debilitating diseases. So even like Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, IBD. When I first got diagnosed, it was actually rare. I was embarrassed. I didn't tell anybody I had it. It was like the poop disease. Like, <laughs> you know, like oh, you poop yourself. Like, no, that's not exactly it. There's a lot more that goes along with it. Yeah. Um, so many people are suffering with this. And cannabis is just one tool in the toolbox that is able to help some people. And so I'm here just to share you share with you, hey, raw acidic cannabinoids in the whole plant form mixed with some other helpful herbs really helps my autoimmune disease and really helped me heal my traumatic brain injury. And your dog. So let's go back to that. So starts running around and you're excited. And did that help you get out of bed? And then how, how, what happened after that? So that helped me gain some hope. And every single day, well, as much as possible, like I told you, the juice is tricky. So Mm -hmm. as much as possible, we'd give her the juice, Mm -hmm. but this became a life or death situation. Now we need the juice every day. We need to give her a thousand milligrams of THCA to fight this this cancer Mm -hmm. and to give her the energy. THCA is very energizing in its raw whole plant form. Like I said, I was like, I was energized for five hours. Like I would clean the whole house after drinking a cup of this juice. Gosh, I need some. I got to clean. It really, yeah. (laughs) As soon as I get some, I'll bring, I'll drive it up here. (laughs) Trust me, you love it. And so then that definitely instilled hope. So she was diagnosed in October and then six months later when she was still happy and healthy and it was lymphoma. So her lymph nodes had shrunk trunk in size. I was measuring them with a soft measuring tape wow, around her neck. Yeah. Once they had shrunk in size, we took her back to the vet and they said, there are no signs of cancer. Oh my so gosh. that was our remission. She's good. Even though the vet was like, I don't really believe it, but just keep doing what you're doing. They didn't even want to hear it. I know that's so often the case with these doctors. Unfortunately, I like the doctors who are like, what are you doing so I can tell other people, other patients? Yes. So we did switch from that vet to a more holistic vet throughout her life. But that was, you know, what we had at the time and, and, you know, all we knew. So we were were just transitioning into knowing, oh, these holistic methods really do work. You don't need these really harsh ways to, you know, help these diseases that are already attacking the body. No, I mean, I watched chemo literally make my parents way worse off when they were just diagnosed with cancer. And so when they were like, you know, one of the options for Charlotte was chemo, I was like, hell no. I was like, if she's only going to live a few months, she's going to live a vibrant few months with all my holistic vitamins. And then I got another two, two and a half years out of her doing all the things. So it's like, yeah, I'm with you. Why not the body is already in a, a position of like hurt. The body is already weak. V- yes. Yeah. So why not give it power, give it energy, give nutrition. it love. Yeah. yeah. Give it warmth. You know what I mean? Like good nutrition. 100%. Food heals. Like, we're, <laughs> we're talking about food. So that's what I really want to say. Cannabis is a food. 
Everyone is so confused that cannabis is this drug. I know. It's a food. It grows in the ground. <laughs> it has roots and leaves and flowers and soil, like, or maybe it's hydro, but it's a food. It just you has this it. connotation of people just getting high in the 90s, and they would always say, or maybe it was the 80s, they would always say it was a gateway drug to, like, crack or something, and that's what we grew up believing. Like, I didn't know any difference until, you know, I started getting into nutrition and realizing, like, oh, a lot of things that we thought were awful are actually very healing so it's like we have to get over those stereotypes yeah definitely so I want to say to food heals nation that cannabis is a food grow it like a food treat it like a food look at it like a food and you're going to get the most out of it that's the most healing way to use cannabis is to eat it rather you eat it raw which is I would argue the most medical beneficial way or you heat it up and you activate the THC for a really strong natural painkiller or a natural sleep aid or even a natural fun time that's not going <laughs> to give you a hangover <laughs> right teach me about that <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to know how to not get a hangover <laughs> don't drink alcohol <laughs> I don't know how to do that Nicole <laughs> So with my ulcerative colitis, I've had to, like, I never was a big fan of drinking, but I've really had to cut down yeah, any yeah. type of alcohol intake. No, so my friend too, he can't have a drop. Any, like, anytime I have one or two, it's like, you, you know you're going to be in pain, <laughs> so you ha have to really watch out. But yeah, so if you use cannabis for recreation, you don't get a hangover. There's no calories unless you're eating like a brownie or something, mm -hmm. but you can have cannabis, eat it. We have seasonings. So like the seasonings are raw or not, I don't know if they're raw vegan, but they're not cooked. They're raw hemp mm -hmm. flowers that have all the acidic cannabinoids and you just top it on your food. But you want to talk about getting high or... <laughs> Because our stuff doesn't get you high. <laughs> no, it's hemp stuff. So. I'm pretty much just joking um, because I really, you know, I, I like my wine and I don't think that's going to change. Um, and I don't like the feeling of the marijuana high. I never have. I don't think I ever will. So for me, that's not something that I'm going to partake in. But I'm all about the healing benefits, 100%. Okay. Yeah, it's not for everyone. Yeah. And it definitely <laughs> when they say, oh, well, you have to try all these different ways. And you're like, well, if you didn't like it the first time, it's hard to convince you to be like, okay, well, now you got to try this strain yeah, yeah. and this type of, you know, consumption. And so if you don't like it, like I'm not, I'm like someone who's learned, hey, if they don't like it, like as what used to be raw vegan, if they're not into it, don't push it on them. Right. You're exactly. just going to make them angry or upset, <laughs> you know, like every, you know, to each their own. Yeah. 100%. Um, but there is a cannabis wine. There is a CBD wine. Ooh. And so if the wine has acidic cannabinoids in it, it can be anti-inflammatory. So you can actually get less inflammation from the wine, which may decrease the hangover. I'm all about that. Send me those links. <laughs> uh, well, all, I actually, I think I gave you some flour. All Ooh. you would have to do is soak the flour in some wine. Don't heat it. Okay. Just soak it in the wine. And it will give it like the terpene taste. I might go, I don't know what kind of wine. I don't know enough about wine. Yeah. But there's definitely a type that would go really well with it. And there are people in Sonoma County mm -hmm. with wineries mixing the cannabis into the wine. I so need to go on that wine tasting tour. It's available. It's definitely <laughs> there. 
All right. To hear the full episode with Nicole, go back to episode 290 of Food Heals. And if you want some of those products she talked about today, don't worry. I got your back. You can shop Nicole's health products right now over at evaworldwide.com. You can use the coupon code FOODHEALS to save 20% off your order. Again, it's all over at evaworldwide.com. And speaking of cannabinoids, did you know that those are some of the main ingredients in some of my favorite products from our friends over at Cured Nutrition? So if you're into what Nicole was talking about, you can also check out these products from Cured, which include some key ingredients like CBD, CBN, and even THC, depending on which products you're looking at. They've got amazing ingredients like mushrooms, adaptogens, and those cannabinoids to help you feel your best. And right now, I'm obsessed with the sleep products. Their sleep bundle combines their best-selling zen and their potent CBN extract to ensure you get a full night of sleep every single day night. Zen is a powerful blend of functional mushrooms, adaptogens, and full spectrum cannabinoids. And their CBN, it's a lesser known cannabinoid that's found in the hemp plant. Together, they support REM sleep and non-REM deep sleep, which are the two critical stages of your body's natural sleep cycle. So you're going to take Cured's raw CBN night oil. It's got 30 milligrams of CBD and five milligrams of CBN, and you're going to experience a deep state of relaxation. It's kind of like being cradled beneath a weighted blanket. And then with the Zen, your body is going to effortly transition between sleep stages, providing you with the complete rest that you need. So whether you struggle to fall asleep, stay asleep, or spend enough time in each of those critical sleep cycles, the sleep bundle is like a one-two punch for a body and brain reset, giving you true rest, true relaxation, and true restoration. So go to curednutrition.com, use the coupon code FOODHEALS at checkout, and you can grab the sleep bundle. Now, they have already discounted it 10%. Then when you use my code FOODHEALS, you're going to get another 20% off. So go ahead and save 30% off the sleep bundle. Improve your sleep, improve your life. Again, it's all over at curednutrition.com. Use the coupon code FOODHEALS. Sweet dreams. Who else wants a free, fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? Let me back up. The first time I went to Italy, I finally tasted real olive oil for the first time. It's not that I had never had olive oil before, of course, in the States, but the difference was I was having olive oil made fresh from olives that were growing on the property in Ravello off the Amalfi Coast. It was an experience I will never forget, and I ended up shipping like six bottles of it home because I couldn't bear to go back to store-bought processed olive oil. Well, the same thing happened to TJ Robinson. He's also known as the olive oil hunter. He learned that olive oil packs the most flavor and the healthiest nutrients when it's fresh from the farm. And that's the problem with your typical like supermarket olive oil. The olive oil is not fresh. They can sit on the shelf for months, years, growing stale. And that's why I'm so excited that I now get my olive oil direct from small award-winning farms. Thanks to TJ, who I just did an olive oil tasting with, which was so fun. I absolutely fell in love with their vibrant, 
fresh, grassy flavors. They're totally delicious. They're great on veggies, pasta, salad, you name it. And TJ has his fresh pressed olive oil club and Food Heals Nation. He will send you a full size bottle worth $39 of one of the world's finest, most artisanal olive oils, fresh from the latest harvest, but he's only going to charge you $1 to help cover shipping. There's no commitment to buy anything now or ever. It's his gift to Food Heals Nation. So you can get your free $39 bottle for just $1 shipping. Taste the difference. Taste the freshness. You can go to getfresh323.com. That's getfresh 323.com. You'll get your free bottle and you'll pay $1 for shipping. Getfresh323.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Next up, my interview with Corey Warren. Roll it, Roxy. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do. Oh, who am I? Well, for, <laughs> first, I'm definitely a husband first. And uh, that is my full-time job. But I'm also a father. Mm-hmm. of three amazing kids under the age of seven years old. And uh, while I do all of that husband and father stuff, I also from time to time get the chance to, you know, compete in some normal events. I'm not a professional athlete or anything like that. Or, uh, But I am very competitive, but I compete with myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I get to do some triathlons every now and then, you know, some half marathons and my most recent love is is getting back to the gym and lifting weights, which I haven't done in so long. But um, with all that stuff, I just I'm a lean green dad in the sense that our whole family is vegan, plant based, and uh, we just have great, fun, exciting content on our blog to help inspire other families who are super busy to make the right choices when it comes to food and uh, really just get the most out of life. So that's a little bit about me and and what I do. Well, we think that's fabulous. And, you know, I feel like it is rare to find a full family that is fully vegan, like usually like the brother is not or the mom is not or something like that. So how did you get your family to or did they get you? Like, how did this happen? Yeah, well, I've always been a person that cares about how their body feels, whether it be and I started, you know, lifting weights in the gym when I was like 14 years old. So I was like this super skinny little dude. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to put some muscle on, you know, and, and when you're 14, you're like, Oh, I just want to look good. Right. And yeah. <laughs> so that was happening. And I slowly transitioned into, you know, being a little bit older and but still caring about my body and then ended up, you know, finding my wife and continued to work out and stay fit because it felt good and I liked the way I looked and everything. But then, yeah, six months right before we were to be married, she was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is a bowel disorder. And it's one of those diseases that people are really suffering in silence just all across America with this. And, you know, it's one of those diseases just like a couple others, doctors, Western doctors are just like, oh, we have, we have no idea how you got it. We have no idea how to treat it, but I'll tell you what, there's five drugs for this. 
we're not sure which one's going to work, but let's throw all of them at you and let's just see which one sticks. We'll start with number one, okay? Let's do it. Oh, what, what a, a great approach. approach. I was just going to say, what a great approach. <laughs> so, you know, we spent too much time together. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's like, you know, here we are, we're left with this, this diagnosis and what do, what do we do? So the first thing we did, was we started a support group in our local area. We're from Orlando, Florida. And so we started a group here and now we've got like 250 people and it's this great group and we're supportive of each other and there for each other. And you know, what did you call yourselves? <laughs> we called ourselves down with the seas. Cause I was and, thinking of something like the bowel brigade or like, Oh, how about the toileteers? That's the our toilet. That's day. nice. Yeah. We That's got, we really got a great creative. logo for that. No, but you know, it was just a great area to start to have that support when it just wasn't there. And as we continued to dive deeper into the research and understanding of what could be causing this, the food just made sense. I mean, the food that we're putting inside of our body had to have some effect on these diseases. So we made the switch after, you know, we watched Forks Over Knives and that, of course, inspired us. And we read a bunch of different books and decided, you know, hey, we need to make this switch. So it wasn't that hard. We weren't eating that much meat anyways. And everybody always says that, right? Whenever you say you're vegan or you talk about being vegan, like people are like, well, I don't even eat that much meat anyways. Mm-hmm. Or they say like, oh, well, I don't, I don't even eat red meat anymore. That's so gross. Like there's this massive difference between red meat and chicken mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we just made the transition and it worked. We went about, I'd say 75% plant-based, 75% you know, vegan, whatever you want to call it. And then after our daughter was born, we went 100% vegan when she was about two years old. So up until two years old, she had had like a slice of bacon, but only when we were out. And eventually we were like, forget this, this is ridiculous. You know, why are we feeding our kid this? And this is, this is not good. We know this information. Let's just stop. So my two sons who were born after her, they've been vegan since birth and it's just how we roll and it, it feels great. We just, we love it and we're going to keep doing it. So can we back up just a little bit? When your wife was diagnosed, when she was dealing with the ulcerative colitis, how did that, because we were just having a, another interview with someone who was talking about Crohn's disease. What were you told about ulcerative colitis? What were the, we were, you already talked about there were five the prognosis, drugs. but what was she dealing with and how did she feel after you guys made the switch? Yeah. What was she dealing with? Well, they tell you, first of all, that whatever medication ends up working, you're going to need to take for the rest of your life, right? right? right. And that's something that was just completely unacceptable for us right from the beginning. So there's Good for that. you. Yeah. There's that. And, you know, as far as like symptoms, I mean, you name it, it's all the embarrassing stuff that nobody wants to talk about, right? And that's what makes these diseases so horrible. It's like you're dealing with bloody stools, you're dealing with mucus and pain and all of these things coming out of your butt and you're Mm. like, oh my gosh, this is repulsive. You know, I'm in a relationship here. Mm -hmm. What's this supposed to be like when we're being intimate? I mean, all these kind of things just pop up. So they just wreak havoc on a, a marriage and a relationship. But we decided that you know, the, the food she was eating again was causing this inflammation in her body. And Mm -hmm. so we wanted to eat a bit more, you know, people say alkaline, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's just easier for the body to work with. It takes so much energy and effort for the body to digest 
meat, then for what benefit? You know, I mean, for what, the protein? I mean, there's so many other protein-rich sources out there. So we just found these other protein-rich leafy greens and, and whole grains and nuts, seeds, beans, legumes, fruits, veggies, all these different things that have not only protein, but so many other wonderful nutrients. And it was so much easier on our body. The fiber helped. She was going to the bathroom more regularly. She eventually stopped seeing blood. Now she did take the medication. I think it's important to emphasize that Western doctors, we do need them Mm -hmm. because there's sometimes that, you know, in emergency situations like bleeding, for goodness sake, if you're bleeding, you need to take something to stop the bleeding immediately, mm-hmm. but you don't take it for the rest of your life. Exactly. You, know? you don't take steroids for the rest of your life. That's going to kill you. You know, you take them temporarily like a, a steroid to help stop the bleeding, a medical steroid to help stop the bleeding. And then you get back to a healthy lifestyle. You have to take responsibility for your disease and say, okay, I'm going to take the proper steps to get back to good and really keep it that way. And that's what we did. And it really worked out well for her. I mean, I'm so happy that you did that and you were able to discover what what would work because I feel like so many people struggle for so many years, whether it's with drugs, whether it's with food, whether it's with whatever, and finding that perfect combination when it's really the truth is the name of this podcast that food heals, right? Right. But it's hard for people to discover that and to figure out what which foods heal. And it's what we have learned through doing this podcast is the vegan diet is the most healing diet on the planet and heals so many things. And I should say plant-based because you can eat Oreos and you can eat, you know, a lot of junk food on a vegan diet, but eating mostly plant-based, eating whole foods come from nature that are organic really can heal so many conditions. And the drugs are only a band-aid temporary solution in most cases. And so I think that is so important. And the more people realize that, the more that they're, they realize their health is in their hands and they have power over this disease. Mm, it's true. It's true. And it feels so good once you understand that you have the power. You're not a victim. You don't have to sit back and wait for something to heal you. You can actually take initiative, take responsibility. But a lot of people don't know where to start. And it can be so overwhelming in the beginning because there's a study out there to combat anything that you say right yes, now. Right? You know, it's so like, true. Oh, well, this scientific, you know, I post something on Facebook. that's like this scientific study says eating vegan is the best diet for you. And then I've got one that says this scientific study says eating a bacon, egg and cheeseburger every single day will, will keep you alive. And it's like, well, what are we talking about here? You know, you got to look at sample sizes. You got to look at who paid for the test. And, who sponsored uh, the study? It's there all about is, the money. I've mentioned this book before, but when I was in college, I was a psych major at UC Berkeley and I had to take statistics and we were given two books. One was like a regular statistics textbook. The other was called How to Lie with Statistics. Nice. And yeah, <laughs> and it basically showed how you could prove A or the opposite of A with the same study. Depending mm. on how you skewed it. Mm. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's scary. But, you know, ultimately, that's what I try to help with is, you know, you talk about everybody's busy, right? I mean, we all wear our busy like a badge of honor on a daily basis. Right. Like, everybody's busy. I don't, I, when I'm talking to groups or whatever, I, I ask someone, I'm like, raise your hand if you have extra time on your hands. And you know who it is that raises their hands? 
it's retired people. I was just going to say seniors. <laughs> Boom. That's, I'm like, and I always say, are you retired? And then we give them a round of applause because that's how it should be, you know? Yeah, yeah. But nobody has extra time. So my goal is just to help these people that are stopping by McDonald's with their kids in the minivan because they don't think that they have the time or the willpower or the effort to make a healthy choice when they get home. And trust me, I have been there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am living it right now. Today, I got three kids in three separate childcare situations. Mm. One's in elementary school. She goes until three o'clock, which is great. One's in VPK, which only goes till 1145. Then I have to transport him to another location. Mm -hmm. And then I've got a baby that goes to a daycare. I mean, he's one year old. So you know, between those three, that's your whole day. (laughs) I get it, dude. You you come home, you're exhausted. And so my recipes are quick, but they're also mainly whole food plant-based options for busy parents to really put these things together, have your kids eat them and feel good when you put them to bed, knowing that you fueled them to start the next day all over again. You know, when they come to the breakfast table they're not lethargic. They're not beat up. They've gotten enough sleep and they've gotten some solid plant-based nutrition that you can put them to bed feeling confident that you've given them the best chance possible to fight off the school colds, to fight off a tummy ache or whatever ailments kids have. I mean, they always have an ailment of some sort. Right. They're little <laughs> Petri dishes. Exactly. So <laughs> that, that's why I exist and I just have a blast doing it. Okay, so let's get into some examples. So if someone like you were talking about the person that goes through the drive through, what is something quick and easy that a dad or a mom could put together for three kids quickly and affordably? Yeah, great, great ideas include quinoa. I mean, everybody loves quinoa. And it's like so hot now. It's like the celebrity. I just saw like Payways doing introducing quinoa. Yeah, you know, quinoa like, is the new kale. <laughs> oh my goodness. But it is it is relatively easy to cook. I mean, you can stop by any grocery store and get a frozen bag of quinoa, which I mean, you want to talk about you're cutting 50% of your time off of something that's already quick to make. It takes 12 minutes to make quinoa fresh, you know, in the saucepan. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have the time, there's a bag out there that you can microwave in three minutes, it'll steam it real nicely. And, um, you know, whether you use a microwave or not, you know, I know people, some people are weird about microwaves. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of anti-microwave. I'm anti-microwave. <laughs> but, you know, I'm but anti- if you're going to do it, but, feel- but if you need to use it, I'm not going to say I don't use it because yeah, sometimes I, I need to. I feel that, you know, I totally understand. And, um, there's something weird about having something that's like radioactive in your house. Yeah. <laughs> totally, well, you know, totally Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres that. said, anything that cooks without fire is from the devil. And. It was a joke, but it, it makes me laugh because it's, it's it funny. Make, yeah, it's kind of it's funny. It's true. But I mean, you know, I, I use it to microwave like my tea in the morning if I want a cup of water and I don't want to put it in the stovetop steamer, you know, the thing that whistles. I for a tea kettle, you know, whatever. Yeah. No, but I know. I do have one and I rotate. You know, I rotate. Yeah. Sometimes. So, all right. Sometimes we use them. So what's your favorite <laughs> type of quinoa? Because there's different types. Oh my gosh. I like the ones that are mixed with barley and everything else. Because there's like red and white and black, right? There's different yeah, types of quinoa. Yeah, just mix it all together. I all say of just them. mix it all together. Okay. I should go back and say like, I'm not talking like just quinoa, like just make quinoa for your family, although you totally could and it would be a complete meal just because of how balanced it is. But my go-to for the kids is broccoli and quinoa. 
Mm. And, you know, when I say that, most people are like, oh, yeah, sure, rock star. My kid hates broccoli. How do you get your kid to eat broccoli? And I'm like, I totally feel you. I understand that. You know, would they consider eating it if, you know, two things. One, if you had like a secret weapon that if you put this secret weapon on it, it would not only be nutritionally beneficial to them, but it would also make it taste better, Mm -hmm. right? Would they eat it? And so that's the question. Or maybe there's something they could dip the broccoli in that would make it really good. And so that's two things. And I'll tell you what my secret weapon is there in a second. And the third thing is maybe you need to work on the marketing of it, right? Because (laughs) the way the parental marketing is a big deal. And if they take a bite of that broccoli, they will be a superhero for the night. Mm. They will have supersonic vision that they will be able to see across the house. And, you know, I'm saying they, they put it in their mouth, they chew it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, your eyes look totally different right now. Do, do you have superhero eyes right now? And they're like, yeah, daddy, look at my superhero eyes. And they're like, look in the end. Even so easy, like, bro, are you like, I'll say to my son, he's five. I'll be like, bro, look at that muscle. Did, have you been working out? He'll be like, <laughs> yeah. And he's got this little voice. Like, yeah. Um. I'm like, show me that muscle, bro. Oh my gosh. Look at, and I'm like, look at daddy's muscle. Man, if you keep eating this broccoli, you're going to have a muscle just like daddy. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to eat this broccoli. So those are three different things. And, you know, to go back to number one there, my secret weapon is it used to be soy sauce. And, you know, we still use soy sauce every now and then, but you want to be careful because of the sodium and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Bragg's liquid amino. Yes, I was just going to say that. Dude, oh my That's what amazing. I do. Did we just like, blow are out you your kidding eardrums? me? I can give my kid amino acids that are the building blocks of protein. And yes. it's like this secret thing that they will absolutely love. Yeah, you sold. So that's kind of what I do for that. And there's also wonderfully quick products out there. There's some great brands out there that I talk about every now and then that you can make very, very quickly. You guys heard of Gardein? Yeah. So, you know, Gardein uses canola oil, which again, is kind of like a disclaimer. It's like, you know, eh, you want to limit any kind of oils as much as possible, as long as you're aware of them. I mean, they're just fat. They're just free fat, you know, mm-hmm. it's like what, 4,000 calories a pound or something like that. It's like, but hey, maybe you're slammed. Maybe you're going to a party where they're having burgers and they have these great black bean sliders that, mm-hmm. you know, I'll throw in the toaster oven and put a little organic ketchup on there for the kids and they love them. And it's great, you know, put a side of non-GMO sweet corn with it and boom, you've got a great meal and the kids love it and it's well balanced and it's I'm, killer. I'm getting hungry right now. <laughs> Corey, I want to I wanna applaud you. Allison, I need applause. Ready? Okay, because I feel like this is the what you were talking about, about the marketing. And the superhero. The, of the superhero yeah. and like talking to your kids about food. And that was one of the questions we had for you because I feel like parents nowadays, and again, I'm always going to put this disclaimer in. I'm not a parent yet myself. However, the way my parents approached food was, this is what we cooked for you. It's healthy and you're going to eat it. And right. Not that you have to have the totalitarianism that I grew up with, but I learned, okay, this is good food and I I eat not just for taste, but I also eat for health. And so mm-hmm. when, again, when you explain to kids or you show, you tell them just how, how you did where, oh, look at daddy's muscle and you got your muscle and your super eyes. And it's like, that stays your, your with kids them. will learn from what you teach them as opposed yeah. to 
treating them like they're terrorists and you have to feed them what they demand on cue. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think that's really important. And my kids are not perfect. I'm telling you, there's sometimes that they uh, just don't like what I made. But, you know, I have a decision to make. Am I going to am I going to make them something else like genuinely feeling bad that I made something too spicy for them? Yeah, I might do that, mm-hmm. you know, because spices with kids, it's, it's tough. You yeah, know? yeah. But oftentimes I'll be like, guys, this is dinner. And if you don't want to eat it, I'm sorry, I'm not making another dinner. This is a great meal and you're going to eat it. If you don't want to eat it, that's fine, but I will not be making anything else. Yeah, and it is and it isn't it isn't. Like I was watching an Anthony Bourdain where he went to Vietnam and the, the amount of spice they eat from birth <laughs> versus what, you know, it's a, it's a cultural difference, but it's like that's what they're used to. That's their food. So it's like I don't know. Yeah. I feel like American kids, you know, they'll ask for something different and it's how you approach it and how you say, no, just like you said, yeah. this is what daddy made. Yeah, it's true. And I want to go back and talk about, you know, the whole marketing thing. With the marketing thing, a lot of people think that I'm trying to like deceive my kids or trick them into eating. And it's not about that. It's no. just a, a, about a way to make it fun. And when I do talk to my kids, I mean, there's so many different layers and levels to it. I mean, Kids understand the animal rights, animal activist side of it like so easily. Mm-hmm. You talk if you tell any kid that the hamburger that they are eating, the meat hamburger they are eating came from a cow, they will be so freaked out yep. that they will not eat it. You, we've seen and, the videos online where the parents are going, oh, that's chicken. And they're like, what? what? <laughs> like, and they're bawling, crying because yeah. that is their inherent understanding. Like, why would you hurt an innocent animal for me to eat? Yeah. So there's that aspect of it. And then in addition to that, you know, going a step further, it's what it does for the planet and how you're helping the planet and how you're helping yourself. You know, there's always, you know, the three things. I mean, there's three reasons why people become plant-based, you know, the animals, the planet, or your own personal health. And whatever reason you choose, it's a win, you know? So go for it. Whatever you choose is going to be great. And your kids will follow your lead. And they, in turn, I mean, all my kids are little ambassadors and they are helping change the world one by one too, because my daughter finally, I mean, she's seven years old and I wanted to just jump up and scream. She finally asked me to make her a salad for her lunch. Mm. And so I made her a vegan Caesar with chickpeas and it had, it had <laughs> chickpeas and fresh avocado and fresh, like really yummy, crisp romaine lettuce. And I even made croutons out of Ezekiel toast. It was killer. Wow, that's awesome. Is that on your blog? I need to look that up. <laughs> it will be. Yeah, it will be. I'm, I'm working on my book and we'll talk about that later. It's going to be okay, a, small, great. a small little book. but Awesome. So I put that together for her and yeah, she brought it to school and she opened it up and this girl goes, ew, that's gross. <laughs> Actually, I think she said that's disgusting. <laughs> and my daughter's telling me, you know, every day I pick her up. I'm like, so how was lunch today or how was school? And she's like, yeah whoever it was, Juliana or whatever, said, my lunch was disgusting. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, she's entitled to her opinion. What did you say? And she's like, I told her she needs to mind her own business and respect <laughs> other people's food choices. I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. My girl. And then she's like, and then I also told her it was delicious, and I ate the whole thing right in front of her. <laughs> Good for her. I, I love her so much. That's awesome. What's your daughter's name? Her name's Izzy, and you know, it's, I did a podcast with her, and it's like cool. ridiculous. Peta shared it and everything. 
I was at a dance competition with her and I was like, oh man, I don't have a, a show idea for this week. And so I put her on the mic in a hotel room and I'm like, look, let's just talk. I did not feed her any lines or anything. And I just asked her why she's vegan and you know, how she feels and to give me some quick tips for other kids. And the stuff that she came out with was hilarious. I was, it's episode 37, you know, if you want to. Yes, I want to hear this so much. It was, it was so funny. I need to change it from my old branding. Back in episode 37, I think we're on episode like 80 something now. It's, yeah. I was under a different name, but it's still, it's still here. So we still, it's still part of the Lean Green Dad family on the, on the website. You can find it. So. I would love to hear that interview. That sounds amazing. It's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. Okay, so let's go into entrepreneurship and building this brand. So you discovered your passion for health and veganism and helping your family. And then when did you decide to kind of turn this into a business? Great question. Yeah, I have some experience in, in my past in working for, you know, corporate America. I worked with Disney and Universal and a couple others because I'm an Orlando boy. And I mean, mm -hmm. with 65,000 employees here, it's like, okay, if you haven't worked for Disney in the past, then there's something weird, you know, <laughs> if you live in Orlando. That's so, funny. Okay. Uh, so I did the Disney thing and then I transitioned into working with nonprofits, which is just so fulfilling and wonderful. And mm -hmm. this all the time I was involved in working with corporate sponsors. And so I kind of learned what they want, what's important to them, how to give them return on investment or ROI. And so I started to work with brands and after a while, I and mean, I've been doing my blog for about a year and a half, two years. And after a while, I, you know, built up some type of following, a modest following and said, Hey, these are my metrics. These are the demographics that I'm hitting. And, um, I'd love to work with you. And it's been really successful finding the right person and really being able to successfully pitch myself. And, um, yeah, it's worked out. And that's kind of the way that I make my small amount of money that I do from the blog. And then I also have a full-time job. And, um, you know, eventually I'm sure the two will completely merge together and, and I'll be able to sustain a living off of doing the blog too. But really why I started this is not really from money. And I think you'll get that from most bloggers. I started this to, to help people, like truly help busy people. Just like we started the support group for people with Crohn's and colitis. It's, we want to start a movement and just be part of this wonderful vegan plant-based movement to be accepting and open and welcoming to let people know, Hey, you don't have to have a vegan card. You don't have to be a card carrying member to try this. And yeah. it's inclusive and welcoming and, you know, we can help you. And, and that's why we do it. All right. For the full episode with Corey, go back to episode 102 of Food Heals and go and get your free plant-based dinner recipes for busy parents over at leangreendad.com. Food Heals Nation, let's talk about lashes, specifically Thrive Cosmetics Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. With over 25,000 five-star reviews, this mascara is a game changer. So say goodbye to damaging glue and salon prices because Thrive's Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara mimics the look of lash extensions without the hassle. Its proprietary tubing formula wraps around each lash, giving you dramatic length and definition from root to tip. So I take the mascara and I put it on the underside 
and it looks really good. And then I put it on top and that's when I get this like double 3D amazing lengthening look. And the mascara lasts all day, all night, no clumping, no smudging, no flaking. And the best part, of course, is that it's actually packed with nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. Removing it is a breeze. You just use warm water and a washcloth. No need for soap. It's that easy. And I love that Thrive Cosmetics is all about clean, vegan, and cruelty-free beauty. They have no parabens, no sulfates, no phthalates, and it doesn't compromise with their performance. But of course, it's not just about beauty. Thrive Cosmetics is on a mission to make a difference. So with every purchase, they support organizations that help communities thrive from battling domestic abuse to homelessness to cancer and more. So go ahead and try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, Food Heals Nation listeners can get an exclusive 20% off their first order by visiting thrivecosmetics.com slash foodheals. That's thrivecosmetics.com, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash foodheals to save 20% off. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.